You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash catholicchicago, youtube.com slash Chicago. Uh, Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. How are you, Mark? Good, good. We have an exciting mission tonight at Holy Name, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. All are invited, 7 p.m. in the cathedral. Father Tom McCarthy, Augustinian, who preached at all the Mass this weekend, was phenomenal. was just phenomenal. He had the people so engaged and laughing and just sharing. His whole mission is going to be struggling and connecting the mystery of God with life. How do you put it all together? And uh, should be a great It takes mission. a lifetime, doesn't it? it? Does, you know, in fact, many times I tell people we should be called not human beings, but rather human becomings, mm-hmm. because we're always trying Good to become idea. something more and something better. Also, special shout-out to what uh, we cite Michael May and Brian Hockey Hitman Brock in the, in the studio, engineer producers. But there's a new kid on the block, mm-hmm. Clinton, who formerly worked at uh, my former parish, St. Mary of the Woods, in uh, Edgebrook, and uh, I can't believe that Michael and Brian made Clinton stand on the chair as a hazing rite no. and sing his high school alma mater. That was good of you guys. I really like that, and uh, it's a it's a it's a tough <laughs> it's a tough crowd. So it uh, great program lined up. Time in Chicago is eight oh three. In sports, not much to re- talk mm-hmm, about. Uh, Blackhawks keep losing. The Bulls keep losing. Well, the Cubs Probably, are winning. Who cares? This exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> the exhibition doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, they are winning, but it, uh, tell me starting in April when the games count, the White Sox and the Cubs. And it, uh, but the Blackhawks aren't going anywhere. The Bulls are going nowhere. So we do have baseball to look forward to, and uh, it's, it's sports in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, again, 312-255-8408. The Ignatian Spirituality Project, ISP, invites those recovering from homelessness and addiction to experience God's unconditional love. The Ignatian Spirituality Project believes that spirituality has an important role to play on the journey of recovery and exists to a light of path forward. The hope is that through reflection on life experiences within a safe and welcoming environment, participants can begin to find the self-acceptance, hope, and healing needed to reclaim their lives. Our guests, Matt Myers and Latanya Simpson. Matt and Latanya, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Uh, Matt, where are you from growing up? Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, originally. Are you a big Bengals football fan? 
<laughs> uh, well, now I am. Wasn't much to cheer for for the last 30-something years, but here we are. <laughs> That's a, you're exactly right. Where are you from, Latanya? I am from Chicago, Illinois. Where'd you go to high school? Proviso West. Oh, okay. I so then, Proviso West High School. In that Maywood area? Actually, it's in Hillside. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, in, in Hillside, in that area over there. And, yes. it, uh, and, and ironically, Mark, Therese, the co-host, went to high school in the very building we are in right now, which was then called Quigley Preparatory North Seminary. Right. This was probably right around the pool area. In the old pool. Hope we don't sink here. <laughs> and I was at Notre Dame and Niles. So uh, for maybe either Matt or Latanya, for anybody who may not have ever heard the Ignatian Spirituality Project, ISP, um, when did it begin and who started the whole thing? Yeah, thanks. That's a great question. So it actually began here in Chicago uh, in 1998 with Father Bill Creed, who's a Jesuit, oh, sure. uh, as well as Ed Sherna, uh, mm-hmm. who is at the time the executive director for the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless. Uh, and the two of them got together, um, Ed having gone on spiritual retreats for most of his life, uh, Bill having directed a lot of retreats as a Jesuit, and they started to have conversations about what would it be like to invite folks um, that that are experiencing homelessness, that are in recovery, to participate in a retreat? And really, Ed's question began with with just the the noticing that he himself really benefited from going on retreats. And so why wouldn't these men and these women that are struggling with homelessness, struggling with addiction, living in transitional housing shelters, why wouldn't they benefit from it? And what might that do for them? Uh, And so the two of them got together and they started uh, to offer retreats. And at first it was a little bit bumpy, um, but then it slowly grew uh, into the ministry that it is today, where we have approximately 700 volunteers across 20 some cities throughout the United States, Canada and Ireland, where we run 100 plus retreats a year and about a thousand or so spiritual reflections at social service agencies and shelters. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Latanya, how are you involved with this wonderful mission and ministry? Um, I was introduced to ISP through a recovery home called Sister House. And I was a victim of um, homelessness and drug addiction. And through this recovery home, these ladies would come and they would always just embrace us and they didn't judge us. They would love on us. They would share their um, struggles and things of that nature because everyone struggles from something. It doesn't have to be addiction or alcoholism, but everyone struggles from something. And these ladies who came to us open arm, first time seeing us, um, they were from ISP. Um, and from that moment of just embrace that they did with us, um, I was hooked. Mm. And then they invited us to retreat. And my first retreat um, was such a spiritual awakening for me because it helped me to understand um, the difference between religion and spirituality. I didn't know. And that helped me to become more um, in tune with God. I, I mean, it literally opened up my eyes. And I thought it was going to be this spiritual retreat where we were praying on, you know, on our knees every mm-hmm, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like that at all. It was totally spiritual. 
and I've been hooked ever since, and that was eight years ago. Now, so let me ask you this, Latanya. So, which means ISP Latanya truly changed your life. Absolutely, absolutely, they did, and I wanted to be a part of that. So, I went from a retreatant to a witness to a facilitator. So now I witness when they need me, but mostly I help facilitate as a volunteer. Now, the question I have for you, Matt, and that is um, how many retreats are done a year and how did you get involved in the program? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So uh, we do approximately 100 or so retreats a year across the United States, Canada, and Ireland. Um, and I got involved with the program really back in 2016. Um, you know, I, I was working at a university uh, in, in international student affairs uh, where, where we help students study abroad. And my hope, I was living in Texas at the time, was that I was going to help students process and integrate those experiences. Um, but after I got to the job and spent a little bit of time there, I, I realized, you know, I'm just pushing papers papers around here. So um, I started looking for something that, that was more meaningful, uh, that was more um, honest, uh, that, that, that was really grounded in vulnerability and spirituality. And that's where I found the Ignatian Spirituality Project. Uh, I was so moved, uh, actually, in the interview process when they're really asking questions about my faith, about my struggles, about my spirituality. And I thought, well, this is a really peculiar organization because that's not normal questions you obviously get in an interview process, but it's turned out to be just an absolute delight and joy because really we meet people in their lived experiences. And I think that's what's so profound about the ministry is that uh, really God God includes everything. That's an Ignatian spirituality kind of tenet, uh, is that God is in all things, and God's in the struggle. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean for us? How do we allow the struggle to be a transformative experience in our lives and redirect us towards uh, God's unconditional love for us and, and, and for others? So um, I've been really moved by it, and, and, and people like Latanya. And, and one of the things I just say is kind of a hallmark of Ignatian spirituality uh, as well as our program, and I think, Latanya, you really already pointed to this, um, is that, uh, you know, it's a ministry of companionship. It's a ministry of accompaniment. So whether we're talking about Ignatius and, and, and his early days, or whether we're talking about Bill Wilson, the founder of AA, mm -hmm. it was always ministry of accompaniment. And so there's a mutuality mm -hmm. to that. Uh, and so what Latanya talks about, the women coming to the shelter and sharing their struggles, uh, they're authentic about that. And when we meet each other there in our struggles, uh, we can get real uh, about what's going on in our lives. Um, none of us are without struggle, as Latanya already said. And that place uh, is really where transformation begins. So uh, I've, I've loved every part of being uh, involved in this ministry and, and look forward to continuing to work with folks like Latanya, but also being transformed. Um, you know, I, I learn a lot from Latanya myself, so it's it's very mutual. What's interesting is that you're talking, uh, Matt, and that is being part of this ministry in your life and career has been transformative for you because not only are you touching lives, they are touching you and making a difference in your life. But Latanya, to go back to the first question I asked you is um, when you get on when you made that retreat is what made you decide to go because it's so easy to take the way out and say i'm not going to confront myself or issues in my life or take that step into deeper water but you could have stayed in the shallow end of the pool 
What made you jump into the deep end of the pool? Well, first of all, um, coming into recovery, um, I was willing to do everything that was positive. I had lived such a dark world um, in addiction for so long to that that was something new and refreshing. And the ladies came in giving themselves, they didn't judge. And so I was just open-minded. I was open-minded to the retreat. And then when I went and saw that it wasn't them saying, you should be a nun or you should be this, or it wasn't any of that. It was all about companionship. It was all about camaraderie. It was all about, you know, just sharing our experiences and, and how to become a better person. And so I dove right in. And at the end of the retreat, there's a survey and they ask if you want to be contacted for further. And I would always say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who was your first contact um, after the retreat? And did it, did that make a difference? That first contact that you had, that had to be life changing. Absolutely. When they finally, because I ended up being in this, Um, recovery home for like two and a half years. So I got to go on a lot of retreats because my, when I did start working, I only had to work Monday through Friday. So the retreats were on usually Saturday to Sunday. So the working ladies, I got to go on a lot of retreats. And so when they finally reached out to me and asked if I wanted to um, do witness training, I was like, absolutely, absolutely. Because I wanted to give back what was so freely given to me. And in AA, that's part of what we must do in order to stay sober. We must give back, you know, what was given to us. And to watch other ladies blossom and and to grow within themselves, it's just an amazing thing to watch. That's wonderful. Beautiful. We're, you know, we're going to take a little break. WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. 312-255-8408 or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back with Matt Myers and Latanya Simpson from the Ignatian Spirituality Project and maybe in our next segment we'll talk about specifics on the retreat and also how can our listeners um, reach out and possibly go on a retreat. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, confinement, or financial exploitation. With our partners at local, city, and state agencies, our trained case managers follow through on every concern that is brought to our attention in a cooperative way to ensure that our seniors are safe and protected. According to the Illinois Department on Aging, last year nearly 21,000 cases of elder abuse were reported in Illinois. Of these, only 5% were reported by seniors themselves. So raising awareness is an important part of this issue. 
If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 800-252-8966. That's 800-252-8966. With your help, we can stop elder abuse and look out for the seniors in our lives. Folks, you probably know that on March 13th, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of the election of Pope Francis as a Bishop of Rome. Ever since his election, he has asked the people of God to pray for him. And so we are joining in an effort asking Catholics on March 13th to say 10 Hail Marys for him. You can learn more about this and register your name at artchicago.org. I encourage all of you to participate in this support of the Holy Father as he celebrates a decade of service to the people of God. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's WNDZ 750M Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408. You go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We're with Matt Myers and Latanya Simpson from the Ignatian Spirituality Project. Matt, uh, uh, why not reach out to our listeners a little bit? Tell them a little bit about where they can find the retreats, but also maybe a little bit of the structure of a retreat. What would they look forward to if they took the risk and signed up? Yeah, so um, to find the retreats, you'd actually have to come through us to, to actually uh, see see the list of them. Uh, we don't publish those on our website. Um, instead, what we have is, is really our retreats that are happening across the, the United States. Um, and our teams, our, our volunteer teams, are really the ones animating those retreats. So they happen all throughout the year. I think in Chicago, we probably host about eight, uh, maybe nine retreats a year. Were they held, um, by the way, Matt? Excuse me, Go ahead. In Chicago, were the retreats held? Yeah, so um, some of them were at Bellarmine Jesuit oh, Retreat sure. House. Oh, sure, in uh, Barrington. Port Uncleus. Mm-hmm. Yep, Port Uncleus. Um, we also have them uh, at Loyola, um, uh, Loyola University. 
uh, Ecology Center, sure. um, Bennett Lake. So we're really all over the city. I think we have about four or five partners. We used to be at the Cynical. Um, oh, yeah. So we really are all over the place in, in offering the retreats. Um, and, and they probably happen like once, uh, one, one for men and one for women every quarter or every season. Um, and then on the actual retreats themselves, really what we what we tell participants and what we tell our volunteers is that, that it's a participatory retreat. Um, it's not a preached retreat by any means. When people arrive, um, you know, they they introduce themselves to the group, but everybody's participating in the activities of the group. And by design, what's really uh, being invited there is for us to share our lived experiences, mm-hmm. uh, because ISP believes that that um, by looking at our lived experiences, that that's that's really where transformation is going to take place. It's that gentle sense of noticing, um, noticing where am I experiencing fear, uh, where am I experiencing um, trust in my life. Uh, what what experiences have given me life? Uh, what what experiences in Ignatian terms have have given me desolation? So it's all about um, these these different activities that we move through uh, that really help us examine our own lived experiences uh, in relationship uh, to to what we've been been living in, but also in relationship to others, in relationship to our higher power. So uh, we'll spend a little bit of time on images of God, too. Not everybody that comes on the retreat is Catholic by any means. Uh, there's a lot of people just seeking. And so what does their God look like to them? And how has that God uh, informed their own spirituality, their own prayer life? Things like that. And then uh, maybe another question in that is, uh, you know, being here in downtown Chicago, there's many, many homeless. So how do you go mm-hmm. about inviting an individual to be part of this? Do they first have to connect through some place or someone? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So back to the very early beginnings of ISP when uh, Ed Sherna was working for the Chicago Coalition for the Homeless and and Bill Creed was just getting this ministry started. uh, They started by inviting people that were right off of the streets and that didn't really go very well. you know, if we look at just Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, we do need people to have some sort of stable housing, to be, have some stability in their recovery. And so that's where we go to social service agencies and shelters. We partner with them throughout the city. And that's what Latanya was referencing a little bit earlier. Uh, Latanya, you could speak a little bit more, more to this, but um, people are, are, are in recovery. They're at least 60 days sober. They're temporarily housed. Um, sometimes it could be a uh, 60, 90 day program. Other times it could be a two, two year program, but that's where we meet people. And we're, we're working really directly with uh, the agencies and we're saying, Hey, you know, this is what our ministry is all about. Is there anybody that you feel might be interested in participating? And so we get a lot of direct referrals that way. Latani, I don't know if you want to say more about that process. Um, yes. So being in a recovery home and wow there's my picture (laughs) being in a recovery home um the one that i went through we were actually after matt said like 60 days because coming first in we had to get some structure underneath our our belt because coming from addiction and homelessness you're not a structured person so we were chosen by um, the length of time that we had been there for that particular recovery home. 
and we were allowed to go as long as you were doing, you know, your chores and doing the things that you were supposed to do. And then we were given this opportunity to attend a retreat and the retreat, um, again, not being a spiritual or um, I'm sorry, not being a religious um, schedule. It was literally um, being able to share about things that we thought no one else went through and finding the commonality amongst ourselves of the different struggles that we went through and how we overcame them. And just even um, just being listened to, a lot of it was the facilitators, they don't say you should or you don't, they listen to us and they allow us to express and um, and share their experiences with the same or similar situation. Latanya, uh, w- what was it? What did it? Two questions. What did it feel like walking into that retreat? And secondly, for our listeners who might be struggling um, with the issues that you were talking about, how would you invite them to consider it? Um, walking into the retreat, you can immediately feel a sense of. I felt a sense of belonging, one, and just a sense of peace. Like I, I felt safe. It was a safe haven walking into my first retreat house. And how they can be invited is I believe right now, men, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, everyone is um is partnered the the facilitators are partnered with recovery homes and uh, assisted living places. And they have liaisons that reach out to them and say, you know, we're having a retreat on this specific date. You know, Mm -hmm. do you have any people that are available to go? And that's how generally. And then they even pick us up, guys. They pick us up and bring us back. And so it's just an amazing setup that they have there. Just in the last couple of minutes, Matt, if somebody would like to make a donation to help support this tremendous project and ministry, uh, help us out for a second. A, a yeah, phone number, website. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you asked uh, because uh, what we haven't said is that this this ministry is 100% free to all of our participants. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the beauty and the grace of it is that a lot of our participants have never been on a retreat before or could afford one. We all know that they're pricey. Um, and so our ministry runs 100% on donations. And if you'd like to make a donation, you could come to our website, ISP Retreats. Uh, .org, and you can make a donation to the city um, that you'd specifically want to donate to. Because we're in 20-something cities across the United States, Canada, and Ireland, we support all of these ministries. Uh, another way that, that people might get involved and just learn a little bit more is to attend the Company of Grace that we have coming up this week on Thursday, March 9th at 7 p.m. Central. Um, this is our annual fundraiser. It's it's virtual. Uh, we're having James Martin, as many folks know oh, yeah. uh, him. Uh, we're also having Mary Carr, Uh, who's uh, a memoirist, and then Lisa Sharon Harper, uh, who's the author of The Very Good Gospel and several other um, uh, books. And we're going to have a a little bit of a conversation with all of them, and then we'll also have some of our alumni highlighted. What's really neat about the Company of Grace this year is that we're actually celebrating, uh, kicking off our celebration of 25 years of really sacred stories, because at the end of the day, 
in the retreat circles or um, in the spiritual reflection circles that we have, what we're really sharing is sacred stories, the sacred stories of transformation, the sacred stories of recovery, the sacred stories of healing. Um, and so that's what we're going to be celebrating really throughout the entire uh, next 12 months. Matt, for uh, our listeners, be... I, I'm in fundraising. What does it cost? How, if I wanted to sponsor someone on that retreat, what's the cost? Yeah, so an average retreat uh, probably costs about three hundred dollars, okay. uh, and that's okay. that's with um, the overnight retreat expense costs, uh, a little bit of the transportation, as well as some other resources that are built around them to support. Um, and we typically our retreats we keep them small because we want them to be very intimate. Now, what uh, is we small? Want people to be heard. Now, what is small? Maybe ten. About about twelve. Okay. Um, 12 folks on a retreat. Now, some of these retreat houses, as you know, could hold 40, 50, even 60 mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we we try and keep them small so that people really do feel like that they they can be heard, that they can be listened to. And as Latanya just noted, that is so much uh, a part of the healing process. Um, and, and it's really important to be heard. I mean, a lot of folks that have experienced homelessness, been in recovery, one of the core things is that they're ignored. You know, it's, people you know, don't meet their is, eyes on the street. In fact, streets. it's interesting you say that, Matt, because once I was talking, and we're bringing to a close here, I was talking to a gentleman who was homeless, and I said, what's the worst part or the hardest part about being homeless? And he surprised me and said, no one looks at you. I never no. thought of it. You know, you're walking down the street and you see a homeless person. Your eyes divert away because you're afraid if you make contact, eye contact, they're going to ask you for money. And so if I look yeah. away at someone walking down the street, so when he said to me, I thought the hardest part was going to be about uh, winter in Chicago, uh, food, my, my, my next meal, where am I sleeping tonight? Nobody wants to look at you. And I thought, yeah. what an incredible response. Matt, one more time, give us the website, and we need to bring the segment to a close. Yeah, it's uh, ISPRetreats.org. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having us. Well, I want to thank in a very special way Matt Myers and Latanya Simpson from the Ignatian Spirituality you. Project. You. you both have been phenomenal guests. Our prayers are with you. Keep up the great ministry. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-840. You can also get us at youtube.com slash Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi, stay with us. Be back after messages. And again, do not touch that dialogue.